everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Line podcast presented by Wicked Mix Holiday and Winter Editions. Only a few days left until Christmas. If you're looking for a sneaky good snack to use as a last-minute Christmas gift or stocking stuffer, or you're just looking for something for that random coworker that doesn't like anything but snack mix, this is your thing. Get on over to MoonlightMixes.com. Get yours today. They won't be here for much longer. They are special editions, I believe, only here until the end of the month. So get yours today while you can. Speaking of Christmas, I would say the man we have on the horn with us today, Lane Riggs, got a pretty good Christmas gift. Lane, you just signed your deal with Front Row Motorsports for the 2024 Craftsman Chuck Series season. So my first question for you, how did that deal come together? How did you get with FRM? Yeah, it, we just had to make sure that I made the most of every opportunity that I had. You know, I've, I've always lived off of part-time deals, uh, especially in the truck series. You know, even got those three races for Collie in the Xfinity series. But, you know, I, re- I really think it all it goes all the way back to, to winning the national championship back in 2022. Uh, won the NASCAR Weekly Series championship. Um, was very successful there. That gave me the opportunity to get more truck races the next year. I went on to... You know, Kevin Harvick gave me the opportunity to drive his late model. Um, and then, you know, we started talking to Jerry at, uh, at Martinsville, just kind of shooting the breeze behind the trailer before the race. Uh, he said, you know, plan on watching you today and, you know, just seeing how you're doing. Good luck. And then um, that next Monday, he called me back and said, you know, we want you for next season. We think that you're the guy and you're the candidate to drive our truck. So it was a uh, super, super exciting and, and something that I didn't think was going to happen. But you know, I could be more blessed and happy about it. was muted it's a big deal it's a deal with the team that won the championship a couple years ago and and you've had a good amount of success in trucks and xfinity and like you said you are a nascar champion i mean clearly you know what you're doing they signed you because they believe in you what are your expectations for you and this team in 2024 do you think you can make a run at the championship just what are your goals for for this season Yeah, I mean, I think the first goal for me is just to win my first race. I, I know that I have the people around me and I have the a good enough team that I'm going to be able to do so hopefully pretty quickly. Obviously, I have really big shoes to fill. Uh, you know, Zane went back to back at Daytona, which is going to be my first race. Uh, I've never ran on a super speedway in my life, so uh, I'm going to have to learn really quickly. Uh, he's won, he's undefeated at Coda. He's won every truck race at the, the Circuit of the Americas, and I've never run a road course in my life. So, you know, the two places that he was really strong, I, I have zero experience at. So it's going to be tough for me to, to jump in and try to pick up where he left off. But, uh, you know, I think that my my strong suits at my short track, we there's a lot of short tracks and a lot of tracks I'm familiar with on the schedule this year. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I just want to learn. And, and goal number one is to go get that first win. And hopefully I learn quick enough and we, we get on track that we do have a shot at winning a championship. Well, you talk about Coda. I just realized the other day that 38 truck Zane never lost there. But in the three years they've been going there, that truck's never lost there. Because Todd Gillen won there in 2021 and then Daytona. And I, I might be wrong. I feel like that 38 truck won Talladega in 2021. No, that was Spencer Boyd. I can't remember. But super speedways and road courses, like you mentioned, are that team's strong suit. But you kind of bring a new area of strength with, with short track racing. That's kind of been the one area they haven't been just blowing everybody out of the water in so now they're covered in all areas it seems to me um the rigs name is one very familiar to most nascar fans and when i first heard of you a couple years ago my first thought was just because i hadn't seen you racing the ton on the weekly scene is that scott riggs kid and lo and behold 
it is. And you, you shared this cool graphic the other day on your social media of, of just kind of a, a, a contrast between you and him and the, the car and I guess the truck that you're driving. Um, what is having a dad that's so involved in the sport and drove in the cup series what is that like is it more pressure is it is it uh, more bonding is it uh, something to learn off of this how cool is it to have somebody who is so um intrinsic to the sport in the cup series in the mid-2000s as your mentor and so close to you yeah it's just made it easier for me is all it's, it's all it's been you know he's still dad and uh when i was younger uh you know when we, i went to all the cup races and, and went to all the NASCAR races with them. And, you know, I always, it's funny. I always thought, you know, don't everybody's dad drive race cars. I mean, this is normal, right. To, to a kid. So, uh, so yeah, but it's, you know, it's been great when he was starting to get out of racing, I started uh, getting into it and getting more interested in it. And uh, he's missed, you know, out of my whole 10 or 11 years of racing, he's only ever missed two of my races ever. And it was for obviously dire reasons. So, uh, it, it's been great. We've had a great bond uh, doing the late model stuff. You know, it was me and him that worked on the cars in the shop all week after school and, and built the cars and he crew chief on the weekends and, you know, the team wouldn't have run without him. So it's, um, it's been great. And, you know, he says now that he's, he's worked himself out of a job. He's, he's worked so hard and pushed so hard to, to get me to this level that, that now he doesn't have a job anymore, which, which he said is great. So, um, you know, glad for him, glad that we, we all did it. We're all very just relieved that the, the opportunity happened. But yeah, I mean, he's taught me everything I know. But uh, he, and he's been right there by my side the whole time. I could be more, could be more happy. Well, I'm sure if you ask nicely, Bob Jenkins and the crew at FRM will be glad to have him. I mean, to have a Cup Series driver as a as a mentor, especially for a team with young drivers, uh, even on the Cup Series side. I don't know Michael McDowell's not necessarily the youngest guy out there, but with you and, and Todd Gilland and all these young guys coming through the Ford pipeline right now, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. So, you know, maybe you can work a deal out with, with Bob and the team there at FRM to, to get your dad back on a, a NASCAR payroll. Um, you talked about how much you love short tracks and coming up through the ranks, racing short tracks, being the uh, the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series champion. Is there a favorite track for you on the NASCAR schedule right now, or do you just kind of group all the NASCAR short tracks together as the ones where you circle them on the calendar and say, okay, these are the tracks where I know I can go out and win? Yeah, I like all the short tracks, but, I mean, so far the one that I've gravitated towards the most is IRP. Um, I think that all the fans enjoy watching that racing uh, slide jobs, running the high side, running the fence, running the bottom. It's a, it's a really, really racy track. And I'm super glad that NASCAR decided to go back there, especially for the truck series, which I mean, the truck series is more of a, a short track series anyways. You know, it, it's where it's, it was born and that's where I think it should, its roots should still be. You know, I think, I still think they should go back to South Boston and, and other short tracks that have pit roads that you can, you know, they can, still race at great facilities that are that are kind of forgotten about in the nascar scene so um but yeah i mean i i think that you know we're gonna have every every um race circled on the calendar i think that with my you know just getting used to the mile and a half you know even you know got my first top 10 in the xfinity series in a mile and a half um a, a couple months ago at las vegas you know i feel like i'm learning pretty quickly but um like i said i know their, their trucks are strong everywhere and uh, I, I think that we can even make the short track program a little bit better and uh, just just keep that egg under the, under the throttle and, and be patient and uh, just try to use my head and use all the knowledge that I have. You, can, you know, it's a it's a very um, talented team. I uh, got a great new crew chief, Dylan Capello. 
he's a short track racer as well. You know, he's got some late models too that he races on the off weekends. So uh, me and him are already starting to bond over it. And uh, I think we're going to have a good season because of it. For anybody that, that doesn't know the, the parallels, the contrast maybe between short track racing and racing on a mile and a half, a road course, a super speed, maybe road course is a little more similar, but can you just kind of tell everybody that might not know what it's like to, to sit in a race car and do this for a living, how different is it going from a track like Las Vegas, like Talladega, Daytona, to all of a sudden you're you're at Bristol, you're at Martinsville, you're at Richmond. Just how different is it going from one of these big behemoth racetracks, these small little half mile, three quarter mile uh, short tracks? Yeah, the biggest thing you have to think about is the air. It's all about aero. Um, you know, with with the cars nowadays so close to the ground, marginally close to the ground, and they all have splitters. Uh, they, they're really making dirty air when they when they punch through the air, especially the trucks that have such a massive body size. Um, you know, when they, when they go through there, they leave a lot of, a lot of negative, negative pressure behind them. So, um, you know, you go to the short tracks and you can get away with riding on somebody's bumper, you know, rolling inside of them, rolling on the outside of them, not having to really worry about the air. It's still there, but it's not that big of a deal. You can kind of go around it. You know, the big tracks, it's all, it's all about, you know, if you follow somebody in the corner, you have to run a different line than them because, because you're not going to be able to make the same grip and speed as they do in front of you. So, uh, you know, that's been a, a strong suit for me so far. I think I've, I've learned a lot about the air quickly. And, uh, you know, you can see it all day on TV and on Sunday. People talk about dirty air and what it did to their car. It's easy to see, but it's it's tougher to feel and to know when it's going to happen. So uh, I'm glad that so far I've already had a little bit of experience going into it. I'm not going to be completely green. But, uh, yes, it's, it's all about the air, especially in the truck series. It really is aerodynamics. I mean, you look at even, you know, 20 years ago, an aero still played a part, but not near as big of a part. And it's even crazier when you look back and consider until Junior Johnson came along in the 60s, we didn't even know what drafting was. And now here we are 60 years later and aerodynamics and engineers are, are at a premium. It's just crazy how quickly the sport has evolved, but it's a sport of speed in, in every single facet. Um, Short track racing is such a big part of your life, and there's a saying that I've heard, and I always love to use it even at a tame short track race. I just love to throw it around because why not? Short track, short on tempers. Has there been a fight? Has there been a feud, a big rivalry between you and a local short track racer, somebody on the national stage? Have, have you been a confrontational short track racer, or are you the guy that avoids conflict and just tries to keep his head down and go out there and get that checkered flag every night? Yeah, I mean, we've gotten in plenty of scuffles over the last 10 years. Uh, plenty of people on my hit list at the short track level, and that's going to come naturally from anybody. But, you know, I've never really been a fighter. I don't I don't think getting out of the race car and going and fighting the guy in his pits is going to make me feel better at the end of the day. It's just going to make me look, you know, less professional and, and like, I, like, it, like he got under my skin. You know, I think it's better just to, to take your losses and build better for next time and just make sure that that same guy the next week you go and lap him and that that really crushes him so it uh you know that's that's been my goal from day one i know we've gotten in plenty of scuffles like that and usually we bounce back even even harder just because that little extra motivation of you know i, I really want to just beat everybody next weekend you know i, I don't want to have to deal with any of this stuff so uh you know it's been great obviously there's been moments i've wanted to do stuff but uh i've had great you know team around me dad obviously you know makes you look at the big picture Big picture says it's not smart. In the moment, it's, you know you want to, but it's it's not worth it in the end. So I'm glad that you know, people have been able to keep me rounded up. 
Well, I'm sure that's another good reason to uh, to have him with you for him to kind of say, okay, you know, in those in those moments where you are a little heated, okay, hey, step back, big picture, going for a race win, going for a championship, no need to, to get into it with this guy. Because what I've always heard from drivers, they usually say that it's usually their crew chief or team owner says, you know, if he wants to get in a fight with you, he's not worth it. And I like what you said about just trying to go beat the guy on the racetrack, because then that says, OK, you know, we're not we're not UFC fighters here. We're race car drivers. If I can beat you at your craft, then we have no reason to fight because, you know, I'm better. So I love that mindset from you. My last question for you, Lane, is this. And it's it's kind of broad. But where do you see or, or where, where do you want to see your career in in five, 10, 15 years down the line in NASCAR? Yeah, my, my goal from the beginning has always been to, to be a, a Cup Series driver that's in competitive equipment and, you know, one day win a, win a Cup Series championship. Uh, you know, that's, that's the goal from day one, and I'd love to see myself there. But, you know, no matter what, you know, when I walk away from the sport, I just want to be somebody that's impactful on people. Uh, people look at me and say, man, he was talented. He, he got everything he could out of the race car. You know, even though he, he might have not had the best equipment or it didn't, wasn't in the best car every weekend, he still made the most of it. And, uh, you know, respectable person and, and honestly, just overall to be a role model to somebody one day is the goal. I, I really like the being a role model part. And I like that you said the goal will always been to the Cup Series because I think the one thing that, that NASCAR has more than any other sport is, I mean, every sport has very hardworking, driven people. But the fact that we have this goal of the Cup Series out there from a young age and, and you know, do you see kids playing football, playing baseball, playing basketball from when they're seven, eight or nine years old? But, you know, especially people like you that have grown up around racing, there are kids nowadays racing when they're four or five and they have their eyes, you know, on that television set every Sunday watching those guys in the Cup Series. And you obviously did, too. And and I mean, you had a family member in the Cup Series. I'm sure that helped a little bit. Um, but. I mean, NASCAR is a sport where, you know, you can set your mind on that and 18 years later, you can really make it a reality and you can't do that in just every other sport. So I like that answer a lot. Thank you so much for joining the show. And, and you got a, you got a big opportunity ahead of you. I can't wait to see what you make of it this year. Front row, uh, your first race Daytona, I believe the evening of February 16th, I think is when that race is uh, FS1 and MRN. You can catch, uh, you can catch lane and, and uh, 40 other guys that are just as hungry for that Daytona win to uh, to start the year and lock themselves into the playoffs. So, Lane, thank you so much for joining the show, and, and best of luck for 2024 and beyond. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, and hopefully I can come back on later after we get our first race win. Absolutely. Love to see you with a, a checkered flag and a, a bottle of champagne in the background.